This is What Book Hooked You. I'm Brock Shelley, and thanks for listening. This week, I'm talking to Raquel Vasquez-Gilliland, whose sophomore book, How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe, is out now from Simon & Schuster Books for Young Readers. Now, in this episode, uh, Raquel and I get into her journey, started out as a visual artist, and how she ended up finding her way to writing through the use of poetry. Great conversation, so I hope you enjoy it and listen in. So Raquel, what book hooked you? Um, it was Christie's Great Idea from the Babies <laughs> Club series by Anna Martin. I don't remember how old it was when I read it, but that was the first book that I remember I had to read like every single one of the series that I could get my hands on. Mm. Um, I just, I loved it. I still have, I still remember it very clearly. Now we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but occasionally I would get a babysitter's club book as a present, like for a birthday. And I would like, read them over and over and over again until I basically had them memorized. So that's probably why I remember them so well. And my first attempts at writing were trying to write like babysitter club fan fiction. (laughs) That's great. And was there a reason why Christie's great idea is kind of the one from that series that sticks out for you? Just that it's the first one. I think Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I may, it might've not been the one that I read first, but that's, what I remember is starting, starting with that one. So. Great. And so by the sounds of it, um, you know, with the babysitters club and beyond, it sounds like uh, in your young life, you were, uh, you very much flocked to books. You were an avid reader. Uh, Am I assuming that correctly? Oh yeah. Actually, I was just reminded of this, Recently, I I went out of town with my mom. We visited my grandmother's uh, birth town um, on the border. And like when I'm traveling, I get overstimulated and overwhelmed really easily by everything. Um, so it's a lot worse when traveling because sure. it's hard to retreat um, from the stimulus. So uh and also, I live with chronic migraines, which makes it worse because thing, the brightness and the sounds um, can be very painful. Uh, and so in order to cope, I read and I have, especially traveling, I travel with my Kindle and I read, I don't know, I think like three or four novels in the last week. And uh, my mom got really <laughs> irritated with me. And she tells me the same thing since she's been telling me since I was little, which is you read too much. You read too much. Why are you still reading? <laughs> My mom, I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, survive right now. <laughs> so, yes, I when I was little, she would take my books away to mm. punish me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like my great love since I was little. And so reading, it sounds like was and still is sort of this comfort place that you can carve out for yourself uh 
does that does that resonate? Does that make sense? Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's the comfort. Um, and and the books I was reading were romance books. And so there's this guarantee of a happily ever after, mm. and which makes any anxiety I'm experiencing, like in other parts of my life, I don't need to transfer it to this book I'm reading because I know it's going to work out. So. And then what I'm always interested to know, especially for people uh, that write for young people, when you were a young person, because you had a childhood that says, that sounds very much uh, centered around books, how did your relationship to reading change when you entered kind of your teenage years? Uh, For some, it kind of falls off because adolescents, they get busy with social life and school and things like that. Others, it's still there, but their reading focus changes as far as what their likes are and things like that. So for, for you as a teenager, what was your reading life like? Um, I still read a lot. Maybe not as much as when I was uh, in grade school or middle school, but um, I attended a Dreyfus School of the Arts in West Palm Beach. My major was visual art and I specialized in painting. And so I guess I maybe focused less on books, but that focus, that creative focus shifted to visual art. I, um, yeah, I even went to art school in college for a little bit or an art college, I should say. And um, I did some illustrating later on. Um, Yeah, painting, sculpture, AP classes, portfolio review days, etc. I was like, very intense but also very cool awesome so because you uh were creatively focused when but you know working in different mediums working in visual art at what point did the idea of being a writer uh kind of enter your life Um, I was in the fourth grade and it was Miss Barry's class and I just said I want to write books and I want to be an illustrator and it's really cool because I actually got to talk to Miss Barry and she has my first book (laughs) it was really cool my mom put her on FaceTime I got to see her so that was fourth grade yeah that's awesome and you know in fourth grade you know that was a dream that that you know you were working towards because you know every kid around that age is asked what they want to be what they want to grow up um i wanted to be i think a veterinarian at that time so of course i am not a veterinarian i became an english teacher and an educator and it sounds like you kind of uh maybe came stayed a little bit closer to that dream but was there a time then in adolescence or in adulthood in young adult life where you kind of went back to that dream from uh, fourth grade and really uh, had your uh, motivation or you were more driven to wanting to be an author? Like I said, I went to art school for high school and, um, and then I attended an art school in college, but I, for all kinds of reasons, I dropped out and 
attended a community college and like got uh, the general AA. And then I transferred uh, to University of West Florida where I got a degree in culture anthropology. And I specialized in the study of shamanism. So um, from there, I attended uh, the Fashion Institute of Art and Design in Los Angeles and I studied jewelry design. But while I was studying jewelry design, I uh, came to the unfortunate conclusion that most of the jewelry making processes uh, I'm, I'm severely sensitive to. Like at the end of the program, I didn't have any, <laughs> any hair on my face. I like no eyebrows because I'm guessing it was the acids. Like there was a lot of mm. steam and stuff like that. So, and I had like, like skin issues and coughing and so that was really really difficult because it wasn't a cheap school and and after that I was like unemployed for too long I was trying to get a job in and like my, with my training either in jewelry design or in art visual art and while I was doing this, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try to query this novel I wrote, I've been working on. So I queried my, the first novel I ever wrote, and I got like 100 rejections. So that, I think that was when I kind of shifted all of my focus into writing, um, even though that was really heartbreaking. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do, which is get an MFA in creative writing. So I applied to one school and I got in, University of Alaska Anchorage, low residency program and got my MFA. And I really, really believe that focus, that hyper-focus on, on creating art, my style and finding my voice helped me to be successful next time I queried a novel. So, so that's, I think when when I, I realized I really could not make jewelry and, and I had a hundred rejections and was, and was unemployed and feeling pretty low about it. That was when I decided to focus on the author thing. If that answers the question. It does. Okay. And so when you, uh, cause you said uh, part of the F MFA program, uh, part of that training helped you kind of really uh, focus yourself and kind of discover who your voice and who you want to be as a writer. Did you have any idea of those things right or wrong before getting, going into the MFA? In other words, was there a vision you had of yourself as a writer uh, during that first query, like that first book that you were querying out, uh, you know, what was about or, and did that kind of relate to kind of who you saw as your, yourself as a writer pre going into the MFA program? Before I got my MFA, the novel I had queried and got those hundred rejections on, um, it was young adult or maybe new adult. I still don't know. And it was about like this woman uh, slash maybe young woman going into a portal of a fantasy world. So I haven't thought about this book in so long. So sorry <laughs> if I'm like fragmenting here. Um, so it was a portal fantasy, I guess. Uh, and 
I, you know, I still have it and I've, I've been really scared to read it because I'm afraid it's just going to be so bad and so cringy. And it probably is, but that's okay. Cause I think most writers go through that. Um, and, uh, so I don't, re because I haven't read it in so long, like this was like almost 10 years. No, no, like six, seven, eight years ago. I don't remember the style as much, but when I went, when I got my MFA, it was with focusing on poetry and, um, and I don't know if you've read Sia Martinez, which is my first, my young adult debut. Um, it's a book that was, was in general, very short chapters. And some of the chapters are only one sentence. Some of them are one paragraph and especially those shorter chapters are reflective of my style of prose poetry that I had really developed in grad school so um so there was I'm again I haven't read that first novel in so long but I'm I'm thinking there was a huge shift in uh form um I don't know about plot but as far as style I I had a lot more confidence in experimenting with form. And with going into your MFA and focusing on poetry, um, was the idea to still eventually, hopefully, do both poetry and novel writing? Or did the novel writing aspect come later as you kind of explored and developed your writing? Well, when I, I was actually really shocked when I got accepted for my MFA because I had never formally studied poetry or creative writing before ever. So when I got in, I felt like a total fraud. So I, um, I really was just focusing on trying to catch up with more this level. I felt like I wasn't quite on, um, so really the focus was poetry. But in my last couple, my last year, maybe a couple of years there, I attended fiction workshops as well. And I also felt like a fraud because I was at that point, I felt like, okay, I'm a poet here in the fiction workshops. And, um, but I, I must've had a feeling that I, I still wanted to work on fiction. I don't remember if I was thinking okay, I'm going to write a novel after this. It, <laughs> that's what happened. And so you mentioned uh, your debut that came out last year, Cia Martinez and The Moonlight Beginning of Everything. Um, so that was your debut. How did that book come about? Was it, were you working on during the MFA? Did it come uh, shortly afterwards? Kind of give me... Uh, the journey of this and also kind of life after having graduated or completing your MFA program. The idea for Sam Martinez came just before I went to the last residence. And so I didn't have time to work on it. I had to write a thesis and um, compile a poetry collection that goes with the thesis. And, and so I had this idea, I'm like, oh, there's a spacecraft crashing in the desert and it was very vivid 
but I had to put it on hold until after I graduated. Now, between that point and graduation, my my thesis collection um, was accepted for publication at Green Writers Press, which is a really cool, a small publisher in Vermont. And so I remember we were staying at a Airbnb in Albany, New York. And it was really tiny, like the size of my office, I felt like. And I remember being on the phone with uh, the publisher, the, my editor at Green Writers Press. And then um, my son was an infant. Oh, no, this is it. This is the book I wrote to see my on. Now, I know people can't see this, but. Uh, it's got the this almost the same first line. So I was mm-hmm. I would nurse my son, baby, and then I'd be riding, you know, on this in that little Airbnb. This is where I started it. Um, that was it. I just kept working on it, and it took me like six months or nine months or so to put together, um, and then get my query ready. So I started it in that summer and then the following spring, I want to say, I got my first offer of representation for it. Hmm. Wonderful. So I don't want to get too far ahead before we uh, talk about your newest book, uh, which is How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe. So as we start talking about this, uh, can you give me a, a synopsis of what this book's about? It's a foodie road trip romantic comedy featuring a charming, fat photographer, Mexican-American teenager, Moon Fuentes. (laughs) That's what I try to say. (laughs) And so what was the idea? What was uh, that spark that got you started uh, writing uh, this newest book? Did you read the acknowledgments? I did read the acknowledgments. And if you weren't <laughs> going to mention it, I was going to bring it up. But yes, I read your acknowledgments. Okay. So I just, I, that ex- that's a standard question I ask, but I happen to read the acknowledgments. And so if you want to share the story, you can. If you want to make people have to read the acknowledgments for it, that's fine. No, too. it's okay. I can say it. So I, I in my heart, I want to write a book about robots. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's one of my dreams since 2012 when I first had this idea. So I I was like, you know, done with Sia. I had another book on, or I had another book on contract and I was like, okay, I'm going to do my robot book. And I started writing a book and I actually wrote 30,000 words. Um, I have that notebook somewhere here of a book it's a cyborg like robot circus set in historic Mexico. So I read all these books and uh, for research and uh, it just, uh, it just did not work. I, I wrote it out in 30,000 words and I'm like, this is not working. And so I took a walk and I was feeling really bummed about 30,000 words, just trumped. And I saw these two young women taking pictures of each other or maybe selfies in front of like this brick wall. And I looked at them and they reminded me of me and my sister. And I was like, wow, like 
what if we had had social media growing up? And I started to think about how our self-esteems would have been affected, how people would have responded to us versus our cousins who were white passing. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, got this idea. Instead of a traveling circus and in historic Mexico, it was contemporary road trip of influencers. So Moon was in the original book, but, and, and uh, she, I took her into this contemporary, put her in there. Santiago was also in the cyborg circus. I took him <laughs> in, the, in the contemporary, but the newer developments were star and then the mother. So <laughs> it's an amazing like situation because you even say acknowledgments that much of the plot was taken from the robot manuscript and i would like i'm so interested in this robot manuscript because i can't <laughs> understand how that became came what sounds like you know a very kind of straightforward but yet nuanced and and uh interesting contemporary um so yeah, that's that's fantastic. Now, because you kind of mentioned uh, with developing Moon, uh, you mentioned with your debut, and you also mentioned with kind of that first uh, book that you tried to query out and send to agents that there was always sort of, in what the, I'm hearing from the three, uh, is that there's always some sort of kind of supernatural sci-fi fantasy element, whether it's robots, whether it's aliens. So is that something? Like, is that kind of just where your mind goes when you're thinking up ideas and situations and characters you want to live with and write about? Well, yeah, I, um, the reason I studied shamanism in undergrad is because my grandmother practices shamanism and I grew up with this, like what's considered folk religion alongside Roman Catholicism. So I have always been interested in what we consider to be magic and ritual and ceremony. So I really think that's why I always, uh, the worlds that come out when I write are ones that will include some element of, of um, something mysterious and beautiful and uh, to me like really cool. And, and so I'm pretty sure that's where that impulse originates. And so when it came to once you kind of had this new path set forth for, uh, for moon, was that hard for you to have to pull out all of those, all of the robots and everything that was not contemporary? I'm using air quotes here. Uh, was it hard to kind of make that switch and kind of direct your focus to writing uh, the story it ended up being? No, it wasn't hard because I wasn't, I didn't revise from that story. I just rewrote it completely. So actually I have, I mean, I have those notebooks here as well. I wrote that one completely longhand at first. Um, so actually this is the first book and hmm. I'll describe it. Cause I know, <laughs> this is, people are only going to hear this but it's a it's a gray spiral browned five by eight inches uh notebook and it's got an elephant on it and 
the librarians where I used to live in East Orange, New Jersey, gave it to me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is such a great notebook. <laughs> I'm going to start my new book in it. So that's what I did. And no, it was not difficult because to switch because I, in some ways, I just completely rewrote this book as though it were a completely new book. Mm. So. Oh. And so you've mentioned how you, you're handwriting a lot of these, these stories, which I understand kind of the creative, kind of the connection that you get from that process. But I have to imagine that you do not, do you look forward to then having to type the, the story in based off of your handwriting and just like the, the process of that? Or do you find that that has become a, a port, an important step in your kind of writing process or journey with a book? Well, I think it started maybe with poetry because I write mm. most of my drafts uh, longhand first. And while transcribing, I, I tend to revise a little bit. So I think that's what happened with both Sia Martinez and Moon Fuentes. I, it, while transcribing, I was editing a little and revising a little. So there was that, I think it was important to those books. Now, I don't know if, if it will continue to be important in my process. We'll see. Makes sense. And your poetry practice, or you as a poet, do you feel that having, whether you want to call it that tool, that skill, uh, that, that hunger as a poet, do you feel that that has been an important aspect of your novel writing? Oh yeah, totally. Um, I not because of studying poetry and reading poetry, like nothing else for like four years in school, I have these poetic forms in my head and uh, the formal elements of poetry are in my head. Just naturally they're there. So when I write prose, I, I am, I think, always pulling from that bank of knowledge and experience uh, particularly when I look at sentences um, there's a way you can structure sentences for better oomph and uh, so that's something I'm always looking at um, metaphor usually the first one that comes is the is a the first metaphor someone thinks of or maybe just me is usually a little tired or a little cliche so uh it's good to keep going and find the third or fourth one that's more unusual and maybe even more accurate uh this are just two examples yeah those are great let's wind things down and as we do i'll ask you questions that I ask all the guests. The first one being, what is your favorite movie that's based on a book? Contact. Contact. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read, I haven't yet read the book. Have you read it? Carl I, don't, I haven't. I haven't, but I have. I, want, <laughs> I love the movie so much. 
well, I first saw it when I was in the eighth grade, and it's been one of my favorites since. Awesome. Next question then, is there a book or a series of books you're willing to admit you've either never read or never finished? Yeah, I haven't read so many. I haven't read anything by Jane Austen, mm-hmm. which I guess is, you know, I just don't understand any Jane Austen references in all these romance novels I read. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I don't think I've ever seen the mo- any of the movies based on her work either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never finished Infinite Jest. Mm, it's sure. just phew, went right over my head. <laughs> and uh i never read lord of the rings sure um i i had intended to read it and i just did not never did i have a lot of books that i haven't read um i'm looking at my bookshelf as though they're going to be examples of books <laughs> i haven't read i've read most of these so. sure. <laughs> well that brings us to the last question then what is the last great book that you've read I read some really weird books on vacation. Those are what <laughs> popped in my head. I won't, I'm not going to say them. So, but I'd also read The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. It's her first, I think, adult romance. Oh, it's such a perfect romance. Just perfect. And I also read Alex Approximately uh, by Jen Bennett, I believe. And that's a young adult romance. And it was oh, just so beautiful the setting was really immersive and uh it was really different from other YA books I've read lately maybe because it was this town that it was set in which I don't know if it was fictional or not it was just so developed and uh different I guess I don't know (laughs) I really love the book though I actually put all the all of her books on hold at the library Hmm. so I can read them all Great. Well, Raquel, uh, How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe uh, is out now. And congratulations on this book and wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And with that, we come to the end of another episode. I want to thank Raquel for joining me again. Her newest book, How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe, is out now. You can also check out her debut Sia Martinez and the Moonlight Beginning of Everything. Hope you also check out some of the other great episodes that I've had, especially over this summer, uh, with some great middle grade and YA writers. I'm Brock Shelley, and until next time, keep reading.